Welcome back. This is Bible Time with Larry and Pam. Hello. We are going to start a new series this week on marriage. All right, this week we are going to be talking about marriage. <laughs> marriage is what wings us together today. Today. All right. <laughs> but before we get into that, that's pretty good. Hun. Well, thanks. Mm. Seen that movie a few times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, we have. Before we get into that, we're going to talk a few things about what's been going on in our life, what's been happening. What's been happening? Well, we're back to work. Back to work. Been doing some remodeling projects. Been fun. It's, uh, it has been, hasn't it? It, yeah, it has. Yeah. It's turned out really nice. Yeah. I did uh, added a couple of walls for somebody. They're building a photography studio, and uh, it got painted today. So I got to see how well of a job my drywall skills mm. were. Turned out pretty good from what I could tell. So yeah. you can't see the I seams. I can't wait to see it. Oh, so that's, that's important. Good, that's important. So, <laughs> And um, mm. our one of our kids that got married recently. Well, all our kids just got married. Well, <laughs> three, three of them. Three of the five got married recently. <laughs> Within six and a half months. I think we already shared that, though. Yeah. They uh, mm. bought their first house. Mm. That's exciting news for them. They did. Our first, and, our first daughter. Yeah, bought, yeah, she's the first one to buy a house. Yep. So kind of neat, exciting. Second one to get married, but first one to yeah. buy a house. So. Anything else? I think that's all that's going on. You want to talk about those meringues again from the other wedding? <laughs> <laughs> those were really good. <laughs> if you get a chance. <laughs> we need to, to find a picture of those and post it in because they seriously look like real mushrooms. They did. In fact, I don't know if we said this before, but <sighs> they made these. They did a like a hobbit party theme party oh that's right when they were courting right nobody ate them because they thought they were real <laughs> mushrooms they look they made they went to all the effort of making these meringues and they made to make them look like real mushrooms yeah and they looked like real mushrooms and nobody ate them she said she said later in the night because i was i was talking to them about this recently and she said later in the night people were watching these kids walk by eating these mushrooms like ew those kids yeah. are just eating the mushrooms. <laughs> so then, and then people started realizing what they were. Sometimes you could be too good at your job, uh, and yeah. they were, but they were actually fantastic. Pretty so, amazing. Yeah, you have to make those. <laughs> they were they were good enough to mention twice. So they look like the you know the mushrooms you get in the store and the little package, and they're kind of whitish color with like brown spots on them. That's what they look like. So yeah, some kind yeah. of specialty mushroom for sure. Yeah, they were, but they tasted amazing. It's absolutely good. Anyway. Yeah, I can't think of anything else, though. All right, moving on. Okay, moving on. So we're going to start a series on marriage and probably do a couple episodes. And then we're going to go a little bit different than what you might think or what, what traditionally people would do on marriage. But I wanted to do this because this is something I thought about. When I read the Bible in the Old Testament, to me, a lot of, especially more in the Old Testament, marriage seems to be more of a utilitarian thing. It's like something you're supposed to do and there's not, doesn't seem to be any romance in there. It's just very this, practical. Very practical. This is what you do and you get married, you have children and boom. And it's like, well, that doesn't fit our modern mm. perception of marriage. We want a little more out of it, I think. Right. Um, but 
And also, there's the whole issue of polygamy in the Bible. Now, people, I've had this discussion with someone before. They say, well, why doesn't God condemn it? If he doesn't like it, why didn't he condemn it? And they also brought up, you know, if slavery is so bad, why, why doesn't God condemn it? Well, that's a good point. It is. And I, my response to them was, well, okay, let's look at some of the things God did condemn, such as murder. He condemned that, and he said, thou shalt not commit murder. Did that stop anybody? It's hmm. a good question. Maybe a few, but we still have people get murdered, which means there are murderers. And it, we still have people fornicating because God said not to or not to commit adultery, but yet that still happens. So just because, and then we see this today in our society, just because there's a law made, that doesn't mean everybody's going to obey the law. So when it comes to marriage and and the issue of polygamy, yeah, God didn't like it. And we can see the results of that when um, we think of like Solomon, you know, how many wives did Solomon have? A good number. Right. And they probably even lost count. Yeah. I think it was a thousand and then 700 concubines. Mm -hmm. And, And for us in our modern picture of marriage, we think, well, that's, Bizarre, for one. We just can't even fathom that. But this goes back to my point about marriage being more of a utilitarian. It was used as a means to create treaties between tribes or nations, Mm -hmm. things like that. So when he had a thousand wives, they were legitimately wives, but yet it was more of a a token as a means to, to a visible means of the treaty that was made between two countries or two Two tribes, mm-hmm. if you will. Not very romantic. Right. And there didn't need to be any romance on that. There was just, this is, you're going to marry my daughter, and that's going to be the treaty between our two people groups. No and passion. Yeah, there, there wasn't any need for that. No candles. Right. That's right. <laughs> no chocolates. So, and then we look at the one example of like uh, uh, Joseph. He worked for his uncle Laban for seven years to get... What he thought was going to be Rebecca. Are you, no, are you I'm talking sorry. About... I got the names mixed up. <laughs> well, let me go back. I was like, "Wow, we're going yeah. Joseph." Okay, because I got two st- <laughs> two different stories. Got two mixed stories up. blending. I, it's just like a blended family, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Isaac. Let me start with Isaac. Okay, let's start. Now, there. this when I read this, when you read it, it's like well, this seems odd because first of all. Abraham says to his servant, Eliezer, to go to where his family was to find a wife for his son. So Isaac wasn't involved in picking a wife for himself. He didn't even, I don't even know if he knew Eliezer was going to find him a wife. And then all of a sudden, this woman shows up, and that's his wife. He didn't say, well, hmm. That's not my type. Or <laughs> what were you thinking? You know, right? There was none of that. It was okay. This is going to be my bride, and this will be my wife. So there wasn't a chance to develop this romance, or like you said, passion. Not beforehand, anyway. Right? It was. Hey, I'm the Eliezer comes. And says, I'm, I'm, I made it back, and by the way, this is going to be your wife. You know, let me introduce you to wow. Rebecca, your wife. That, you know, yeah. For us, that seems really strange because we don't live in that time period of that culture, so it's totally different. Uh, and then you go to Isaac's son, Jacob, who 
and that is not a, Jacob or Isaac and Rebecca wasn't the ideal family. I mean, you look at what happened with them. They obviously had favoritism in the family, but mm-hmm. um, Jacob ended up having to leave the house because he, his brother was going to kill him for <laughs> stealing his blessing from his father, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, he goes to his uncle's house and works for seven years, and he worked to get his bride, who he thought was going to be Rachel mm-hmm. the first time. Lo and behold, the next morning, they find out, well, that's not Rachel, that's Leah. And then Laban says, well, yeah, our custom here is to marry the oldest daughter first. And then you tried to do that with our younger daughter. I did. That was, yeah. It's kind of a joke <laughs> on that did, one. They didn't go for that. Yeah, she didn't that, find it funny. That's very biblical times, they said. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> um, so, but there was, he married, he had two wives at that point. And then later on, it was, they're, they both had their handmaids. So it almost seems like marriage in the Old Testament was a means to have children to carry on the family name. Be in fruitful fact, and multiply. Right. Now, going back into Adam and Eve, I think God's original intent obviously was one man and one woman to be husband and wife for life. Because mm-hmm. Adam says, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. That sort of has a permanent aspect to it where you become one flesh. That means if you're one, it's hard to separate. Right. Once two things are joined together, it's hard to separate them. So, and there, and I think God's intent was to have that aspect of love and passion, all that, what we see today as marriage. And you see some parts of that in the Old Testament, like in Proverbs. I think it was, you wrote those down. Oh, yeah, I did um, write a few of those down. But you, um, we can look them up if you want. Was, uh, Proverbs five eighteen. One, it was. Um, yeah, go ahead and look. You got those real quick. Probably not real quick, but if you keep talking, well, I can okay, get I'll there. Keep, I'll keep yammering on. <laughs> Shouldn't be too hard for you. <gasps> right. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, we see those things in a little bit here or there in the Old Testament. We got obviously the Song of Solomon. That's a very passionate, romantic book. But overall, in the Old Testament, there's not a lot of that. And even in the New Testament, there's there doesn't seem to be a lot of that. Now, there are some aspects to it where, you know, somebody gets upset because someone messed with their wife. Like Samson, when he gave the riddle and the, the Philistines basically threatened his wife if she didn't tell him the riddle, and they told him Samson found out and... um. He, he had a, a rude comment, to the, but yeah. they, they ended up killing his wife and father-in-law over this, and he got irate over it and killed a bunch of Philistines over that. So, yeah. so there was a little bit, obviously, some passion in there, but again, that marriage shouldn't have taken place because once Samson was supposed, he was an Israelite, he was supposed to marry within the nation of Israel, it's not a bit outside. rebellious, wasn't so, he? Anyway, yeah. So you got Proverbs what five eighteen five eighteen. Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Yeah, and go to Proverbs 18.22. I can do that. All right. Now that I'm here. Yeah, and you got it. Scrolling oh, along. There it is. 22, right there. there. See what that one says. What you got? Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. 
Right. Those are good. And that is true. So it actually, you know what it says there? Findeth a wife, not findeth wives. Mm. So it's kind of a good point. Right. There's so, so there's those subtle things, but and and the reason I believe that it's this way is because the Old Testament was not God establishing marriage per se. I mean, that was established in the beginning, but the primary focus of the entire Old Testament, except for the very beginning, with you know um, Adam and Eve and then Noah, but then from Abraham to the end of the Old Testament, was God was establishing a nation here on earth. They were to be his light on the hill, the shining example to the rest of the world. That's why they had a different law system, and they operated differently than the rest of the nations. They were supposed to. They failed miserably at that. But that's the focus of the entire Old Testament. It wasn't necessarily about marriage. It was about God establishing a presence on the earth through the nation of Israel. Then we get to the New Testament. The New Testament, its focus is more of the transition of Christ and our redemption. Mm -hmm. Now, the Bible does co cover marriage, of course, and there's a lot of things in marriage, but we, it wasn't until Paul wrote in Ephesians that a husband was to love his wife. And you know, I think, well, yeah, duh, that was obvious. That should have been there all along. Yeah, you're right, and it probably was, but I'm just saying the point is it didn't come until much later because the emphasis was on something else. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not saying marriage isn't important and we shouldn't put a lot of emphasis on it because obviously a healthy society is built on good, strong marriages. But this is a foundation I wanted to start on because, one, we look at the Bible as an example, and it should be. There, there's the answers to our life issues in the Bible. If you're a Christian, it should be there. If it's If you're not a Christian, well... Well, good luck. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, you need to have a foundation. And every society in the history of the world, the this any society that's been a an influence in the world has had a strong family unit. And once that's lost, the country falls apart. You look at the Roman Empire. Once the family unit started to fall apart and break down, the whole nation fell apart. They got mm. wealthy and they got lazy and. And they just fell apart. Yeah. Um, sort of uh, sounds familiar, mm -hmm. but and they're. I know. I mean, I mean, you did say good luck if you're not Christians having a good marriage. But I, I know people who aren't Christians and have a good marriage. They, right. I, I'm. You can have a good marriage, but I'm saying that if you have a problems, you need to have a foundation, something you can go to, true, to help you. That and, does help a lot. I mean, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that especially this one marriage I'm thinking about. Right. Anyway. Well, you can, and a lot of psychology, there's a lot of principles that come from these concepts that we find in the Bible. Yeah. Oh, like I think the, it's choices. Well, yeah, really. come, but we're going to get into that. But yeah. right now, I just want to cover mm. some of the foundational issues of marriage and where it comes from. Obviously, it comes from God. Yeah. It was established by God. God didn't condone polygamy. Some may say he didn't necessarily outright condemn it. But we can see from examples of how bad that is and what mm -hmm. troubles that has caused in the family. You think of King David, God, God called him a man after his own heart, but look what his family did. I mean, mm. it was awful, some of the stuff. You had um, Absalom, 
who rebelled against his father for one, tried to kill him and take his throne. Yeah. And then before that, he killed his half brother mm-hmm. for raping his half sister mm-hmm. or his sister. I mean, it gets yeah. all convoluted because you have yeah. all these multiple wives with their children and stuff, and it gets really messed up. Yeah. And it causes jealousy. And you never see a country today that is a strong leader in the world that practices polygamy. It still happens today. In a lot of Muslim countries, they're allowed up to four wives. And in some areas of Africa, different countries in Africa, they can have more than that, seven, eight, if they can afford it. But Mm. usually tribal chiefs, something like that, where they have... Is that like a sign of affluence? Yeah, a little bit. But, But you never see any like dominant world power... nations that Mm. practice this because it it does it tends to by its nature breaks down its family unit Mm -hmm. because who you have one father but then you got multiple mothers you got children with the same father but then different mothers and like well who is who and how does this work and it gets confusing and for the kids as well very i even just helping a friend or something and she goes away and i watch her kids for a little time and then she comes back but before I leave her house, I think it's even confusing sometimes. Like, right. wait, you you were just telling us what to do, and now she's here. Okay, I guess we have to switch back. Yeah, are you my second mom? Just, or you, you know, yeah, it's like, just, just for those few minutes. Yeah, it's we kind laugh of about it, but you think you're you know awkward. four or five year old kid. Yeah, like uh, it gets really confusing. I could so, not imagine. I, that's I, right. that's exactly what I thought of one day when I was there because I was like, I could not imagine having different all these different women right. being yeah. the I guess the chief you would call them the. For the kids, anyway. I mean, and with the Mormonism and our country, and it's beginning in the country, they practice polygamy, and um, it was outlawed. But yeah, and they still there's still some groups of that that practice it today. Wow, and it's it's yeah, to me it's awkward for everybody around. But yeah, it seems awkward to me too. But we you know we don't we don't know all the ins and outs of that either, do we? Right, and you think about but, this. Oh. In marriage, just as a single man, single woman, and married together, you have trouble. But if you multiply that by four, (laughs) it's just talk about things getting out of hand quickly. I mean, it is that four times the trouble, or is that 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 exponentially? We were going to say the same word, weren't we? Yeah, I think so. so. You brought it up, though. Look at that. But now let's go. We're going to shift gears a little bit from that because, like I said, I wanted to start from a little bit different perspective and what I was thinking. And like, and I'm sure if I thought it, somebody else has thought it about yeah, marriage Yeah, I thought it was pretty Bible. cool when you were talking about um, Moses the other day and you were saying oh, yeah. like when he got reunited with Sephora. Yeah. And like, Death row is and like what kind of, it wasn't any kind of. Like fantastical emotional right. reunion. It, that's it wasn't written that way anyway. Maybe it was, but for us, yeah, I think that's an Exodus. I want to say maybe nine, ten, eleven, yeah. somewhere around there. But okay. anyway, <clears throat> it's where Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt, right? And it's been we I don't know how long it's been. Probably a couple months at least, yeah, if that, or maybe longer. How I don't long know. does it take to do all those plagues right. and get all those people out of there? And, and then finally, Jethro brings. Jethro's mother, Moses' father-in-law, he brings Moses' wife, Zipporah, and their mm-hmm. two sons. And that whole chapter, and even after that, there's no mention of Moses greeting his wife, greeting his children. I'm sure it happened. It's just not there. 
But what is there is Moses um, conversing with his father-in-law and then his father-in-law giving him advice about how to, you know, get other people to help him lead the country. Yeah. So, and that's what I'm saying. The emphasis wasn't on marriage per se. It was more nation building. And mm-hmm. so it's a different aspect. It's And not, and I don't want to downplay and say, well, marriage isn't important because it's not important in the Old Testament. That's not my point. Mm-hmm. My point is that it's a different perspective. It's a different, there was a different emphasis at the time. And that's all. And marriage mm-hmm. is important and, and it is a foundational issue. Um, and I think we're a little running a little short on time here, but I think next week we're going to talk about our, not next week, we're, next episode, let me say it that way. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about the the differences between just living together and having a mar- being married, and why is that important? Why not just live together it, after all? And this is something we heard growing up was, you know, it's just a piece of paper, a marriage right. license, marriage certificate, right. whatever. And, how, and what were the statistics? People are not staying together anyway, right. so why? Yeah. yeah, and this is another thing to think about. Marriage today, I think the divorce rate is somewhere around 50, 60% of couples getting married. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Is, Edit that. Uh, <laughs> is a uh, fifty to sixty percent. It's pretty high. That's pretty high. And that doesn't matter between Christian and non-Christian. It's it's a high divorce rate yeah. we see. And then then maybe in our country that's just it. But sometimes almost worse in the church. Yeah. And I think so because we're supposed to know better yeah. in the church. But we're going to get into that in the next mm-hmm. couple of episodes, and some of the problems, and some of the solutions, things like that, mm-hmm. and. So yeah. that's, we're going to end it really? there for that. So you're going to stop? Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. a cliffhanger, you know. Yeah. Get you wanting, give yeah. you a little okay. tease. Okay. All right. Now we're going to move into the let's get personal, personal aspect. <laughs> I'll learn how to talk one of these days. <laughs> you did it. You barely even glitched there. But before we do that, as typical, we're going to talk about our sponsor, and, All right. th- and now I'm going to say this. Our sponsor this week is an organization called RMO, which is Rocky Mountain Outreach. This is an organization that we heard about four years ago, three years ago. Probably four. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm fighting a, a cold. No. Mm-hmm. Our kids, our daughters, we came to the Charlesons. What was it for? Fourth of July, wasn't it? It was. And uh, they're... They're like all excited about this missions trip to Colorado. And I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of neat. But then our girls wanted to go. And I'm like, we don't, who are you going with? We don't know anything about this. Oh, you know what? It was 2020. Yes, it was. So it was three years ago. Three years ago. Mm -hmm. Good point. And they were 15 and 17. And we were like, no, you're not. Yeah, I don't, uh, who are you going with? We're going to send you all the way to Colorado from Florida to be with whom and do what? Right. And yeah. Well, then we talked to the leader, and uh, I don't know, Ben, I don't, won't give your whole name maybe, but I guess he's organizing or in charge of RMO. I'm not sure what his position with um, that is. Yes. He yeah. and Elliot collaborated okay. to do to do the Rocky Mountain Outreach. Well, let me back up because the Rocky Mountain Outreach, it started from what was going to be, they would go to Ukraine, correct? Mm-hmm. Carpathian yeah, Mountain Outreach. Yeah, CMO, right. Yeah, Carpathian, Carpathian Mountain, Mountain Outreach. Outreach. Yeah. But because of COVID, they couldn't go. So then Elliot, who lives in Colorado, said, hey, why don't we do the outreach here in Colorado? So they got it organized. 
our daughters wanted to go and we're like, well, and they needed to know like now they had to make a decision within the next day. We were, yeah. So we're like, okay, we talked to Ben on the phone and we're like, okay, well, this guy sounds legit. Sounds like he, and we, we knew kind of of him by another association of somebody else. We know not, we don't know them personally or not too well, but we do know them anyway. They said, they, we said, okay, let's go. But then we had to figure out how to get them because we had to go back home. We lived in Florida at the time, and it was either go home, get them packed, and drive them back to Louisiana and mm-hmm. then have them drive. 10 hours to, home, 10 hours here. I was to go 10 hours back. Yeah, and then have them drive with the Charlestons that to Colorado. That didn't make any sense. I said, look, why don't we just, because part of the gear they needed was camping gear because part of the outreaches they do the outreach which i'll get to in a minute and then they go hiking camping one night or two nights in the in the woods or in the mountain i said well why don't we go we'll just order the stuff on amazon have it shipped out there and then you guys we fly buy tickets for you to fly just from somewhere in florida to colorado that's when tickets were reasonable anyway i said let's find tickets Ship your gear out there. And if you can't bring it back, just leave it for somebody else the next time. Yeah. That's what we did. And they went. And they had a great time. It is not a typical missions trip where you just go Suffering do good for things. Jesus. No, they actually went door to door. Where? In Colorado. They went in several I'm places. I'm just kidding. I was meaning like, we, you know, uh, suffering for Jesus down in Florida on the beach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, something like that. No, they actually did. They went to um, a couple of um, tent cities. Yeah, this was legit. This was legit. Hit the pavement. Door to door. We're out there up all day. Street preaching, feeding homeless. Hard stuff. I mean, it was like... Be bold, be courageous, get out of your comfort zone. Right. And they actually, I mean, it was nonstop action all day long for four days. It was real stuff. Four or five days. Yep. It was intense. And then they, <laughs> at, yeah, and then at the end they would they hiked up the mountain, camped out, and then hiked and for like a debriefing and came back. So yeah. RMO, they're actually getting or, organized to go out again. Twenty twenty four, yeah, the summer, right? The summer, yeah, yeah. Oh, another neat story. So the next year, our girls went, and then Andrew went with them. Remember? Yes. And they called us one night because actually one of the guys that was on the team got saved, got born again. Yeah. And he wanted to get baptized. Well, our kids, they had never been baptized. I never pushed it. I didn't I wanted it to be something they wanted. They wanted to own. I in never in their time. In their time. And so they called us and they said, Hey, you know, do you mind? I'm like, No, I this is what I wanted. I know. I, wanted I mean, you. they were like, We would want you guys to be here, but right. this is our opportunity and so they FaceTimed it, and we got to see it, and yeah, it was exciting. But was it was cool. so exciting, and it was something for them to actually get out of their comfort zone and go do something that was and yeah, like legit mission work. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it's a really cool organization. Their website is, I have it. Oh, you do? Uh, yep. Give well, me just a second. Well, we want to interview Elliot and maybe Tiana also who host in Colorado. So hopefully we'll get to put in a little clip of from them personally sharing more about it. I know they can they can give uh, better information than we did, I'm sure. Right. The or, The website is onwardforchrist.org. 
Excuse me. <laughs> I'm a little trouble tonight. Let me repeat that. Onwardforchrist.org. And that's uh, the or RMO, Rocky Mountain Outreach. Rocky Mountain, yeah. I was going to say Rocky Mountain Mission Outreach, but uh, that would be RMMO. Yeah. But it's a great organization. Too. And if you're looking to do something that's in the States, you don't have to worry about getting a passport or shots or anything. It's in Colorado. so yeah. Solid yeah. people. Yeah. To work with. Yeah. And it's a great organization. They're, they're looking for participants. There's an application you fill out and there's a selection There might be positive. an age um, yeah, that, stipulation too. I'm not sure. Eight, 18 maybe? I, look on the website. I know there wasn't before because the girls went. They, yeah. They were younger, but I think they there were might be. They were to make some exceptions. Yeah. And they weren't even going to have girls. Right. That was the other thing. Because yeah. the Carpathian Mountain Outreach was always guys. Yeah. Because it was very rustic and survival type. Right. Stuff. But if, you know, if you're looking for something to do this summer, check that out. It's a great organization. It's a great chance. And you actually do some legitimate yeah. evangelism on the street. Yeah. So that's Good. our sponsor. And like Pam said, so. we're looking to have maybe the next episode we'll interview Elliot on yeah. there. So, and, and, maybe he, Elliot and he can too. tell more. Now let's get on to let's get personal. All righty. I, I got a question for you. Uh-oh. Speaking of marriage, how many years have we been married? <laughs> Not quite 32, but that's an easy one. How many years have you been happily married? <laughs> it's a little harder, huh? Processing. <laughs> That's horrible. Let me let me think on that. <laughs> yeah. Just thought I'd throw that out there. To... I would say happiness in every year. <laughs> Maybe. Boy, that's like a politician, isn't it? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> How about uh, you? <laughs> no. <laughs> you got I've got them all up. choked up. Oh, no, never mind. Don't answer that question. <laughs> now, 32 years this December. This December. December 21st. Yeah. 32 years. Yeah. That's a. Where are we going? We haven't made the Alaska trip now, yet. Okay. This is something. This is a really cool. I was speaking of getting personal. So, our son just got married. And talk about. To me, that I'm, I'm going to brag a little bit, and well, if you don't like it, that's too bad. <laughs> I think this is so cool because our son Andrew, he, we tried to teach him as best we could to be diligent and wise with his money. He's so much. He he took that, and he's so much better than I wish I was that good as he is. Yeah. But he learned. We taught he him. He owned it. Didn't he, he owned what, it. Yeah, the information and, we gave him, he like. In spite of the bad teachers he had with us, he actually mm-hmm. and he went and did something with it. When they got married, they were able to go not only pay. We did help a little bit for their wedding, but not much. And they were pretty much they paid for it themselves. Well, and her side helped too. Yeah, yeah. But they were able to go on their honeymoon to Spain and Portugal for. 10 days? Yeah, long. I'm long like, time. wow. That we was went awesome. to St. Augustine <laughs> for, for three, three days. days, and I thought that was fantastic. It was. <laughs> it was so. like, whoa, big time. Well, because we hadn't, we didn't travel much at all. Right. Like, neither of our families could travel. In fact, when we got married, I had never been on an airplane. That's right. So that's how much I yeah. didn't. Well, I mean, we, as a kid, we did take a few trips. Had but, I even been on an airplane? I got, I don't think so. I don't think so I don't either. think either of us had flown. Right. 
So our kids have actually flown way more than we have. Way. Way more. And but, traveled more yeah. than we have. But I thought that was really cool that he was able to, to do that. And that's, yeah. that's really Yeah, and her neat. too. She was yeah. part of that. That's awesome. And she's she's just as good as him, yeah. apparently. So this is going to be amazing yeah. <laughs> to see what they do with God's money. All right. Anything else on the let's get personal? I'm sure. I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to ask you some kind of question about marriage, but. All righty. No, I'll have to think about it. All righty. But don't think too hard. <laughs> Before we forget. There's going to be, there's another sponsor, I guess, advertising, PSA. We'll call this a PSA. <laughs> yeah. That's a public service announcement Very for good. those of you who don't know. <laughs> there is going to be a day of fellowship on June, of, not June. <laughs> Let me start over. There's going to be a day of fellowship on January 5th in, would that be Longview? No. That Longville or Longville, Singer? Longville, Singer area. We'll have to get the exact city and the name of the... It's north of Lake Charles, Louisiana. Community center. Community and, center yeah. and somewhere and over there. I mean, I know the Scoggins do the Kushan the next day, and that's an open invite. Right. So next episode, episode nine, look for that. We'll get more information about this January 5th, because this is only November. Right. But, but it's coming up quick. But we want people to know to be able to plan if they want to. It, and it's fun. Oh, they a do fun. a Friday day of fellowship yeah. at a community center with a volleyball. Potluck. Courts and, and play, big playground outside. Yeah. And we do some potluck and visiting and board games and puzzles, whatever. Anybody wants to do in a little a little talk. And uh, then the next day, the Kushan. Yep. The Kushan Delay. Kushan Delay. Where we do the pig roast yeah. over at the Scoggins property. And that's awesome. That's just always an amazing time, too. Yeah. Do hopefully, that. we'll be getting some rain so that they'll lift the burn ban and they can oh, do their bonfire. I know. They do an amazing bonfire every yeah. year. Yeah. Um, and then the next day, Sunday, they even... We have church. They yeah. open it up if anybody can stay. For church. For yeah. church back at the Scoggins property. Yeah. So, we'll get you more information about that next time. Or if you're interested, you can email us. Um, we'll put the email on the yeah. note somewhere, yeah. I think, but we will. Yeah. We're trying to get a, we'll hopefully have a new email address. One that's a little easier to remember and yeah. fits the show better. Right. right. But for now, before it's some little parting words, if this is more for the ladies. Oh boy. Yeah. A little tidbit for the ladies. All right. Let us so have it. So you ladies, just remember when your man says he's going to do something, he'll do it. You don't have to nag him every six months. He'll get it done. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>